Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 103 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast that looks at tips, tools, education and resources for helping people have the best quality lives and relationships. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 103 is entitled Wedding Day and Married Life. Um, I thought I'd do this episode because I've often been quite fascinated by how much planning, effort, energy and expense goes into one day in the relationship. Um, And I'm not saying that um, if we choose to go down the path of a wedding or a commitment ceremony, that those aren't extremely important and very powerful symbolic commitments to love and a relationship. I think they're fabulous. Um, This is certainly not a knock on that in any way, shape or form. What this is about is more, um, given how much importance, time, planning and strategy we put into one day in the relationship um, and everything that goes potentially around that one day, if we're given the pressures of modern life, it would make a lot of sense that we start, um, that we need to really invest time and, and if you already have or you are doing so, fantastic. Um, but how much time are we spending planning for our married life, planning for a long-term, healthy, sustainable relationships? That's the bit that's kind of very, very interesting to me is, um, you know, if we, were to, if we were to be looking to start a business partnership, then we would strategize, we'd, um, you know, we might do vision boards, we'd have numbers of meetings, we would, uh, you know, we'd consult with our, with our accountant, we'd crunch the numbers, we'd put plans and strategies in place, um, we'd meet regularly about the progress of things, and we would also possibly in the early stages sit down and work out, well, what happens if this doesn't work out? You know, how would we know it's not working? And then we would formulate an exit strategy that preserves the relationship as much as possible um, and makes for um, a peaceful end to the business partnership if, um, unfortunately, it doesn't work. Um, and we do that in peace time. We do that in hope time. We do that in creative time when, when we're in our best possible space and our most optimistic about the future. That's the time to put the safety nets in place and and, and talk about, you know, what would happen if, you know, how would we know it's not working? Um, because it's very, very difficult um, if something's coming to an end and the stress of that and then try to plan um, an exit strategy that's mutually preserving of both parties. So um, the same principle in my mind goes for when we're talking about um, a relationship. And I, I don't think um, I don't think, think in any way, shape or form that a realistic view of both the, you know, the, the upside and the challenging side of relationship are, you know, no, we just want to focus on our love and our spontaneity and our joy. Um, but structure and planning actually leads to freedom. It doesn't, it, it, it promotes relationship and spontaneity um, and and the chance to really reach for each other in continued intimate loving ways 
if we've got strategies in place for navigating the tough, tougher times because um, our chances for friction, miscommunication, saying something that, that you know, is really hurtful to our partner in the moment and they're struggling to get over, these kinds of things um, stem from the challenging periods in relationship. So if we've got plans in place for the inevitable ups and downs, this will, you know, in my mind, helps us overall navigate more effectively and optimize the chance that our relationship is going to be successful going forward. Because more and more, what we're finding is that, um, and and I think it's a it's a trend that's going to continue, is that um, you know, um, go back, uh, you know, fifty, a hundred odd years, the the general expectation was whoever you ended up with, that was going to be the person you were with for life. Whereas now most adults, um, the, 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 the reality is they're going to experience at least two, three, maybe four very significant relationships in their adult life. Um, so that as the uh, couples counsellor, Esther Perel, um, talked about, um, one of her comments was, monogamy used to be one person for life, now it's one person at a time. Um, and so when we're looking at the relational landscape where it's way more likely that that people are going to have a series of relationships. Then we have to take very seriously, you know, the challenges that face the modern relationship. You know, how do I have a loving, passionate relationship, but still maintain my own individuality? How do we grow us whilst growing um, self, um, and then also managing all the uh, additional external pressures? Um, the perception that my time, my, my, my time seems so scarce and everybody seems to want to demand something of my time, not to mention then if we add kids on and, you know, the kind of lifestyle I want to reach and achieve as well. And then my business goals, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of balls to juggle, um, and to juggle effectively, not to mention kind of the, the pressure of, of, of the media, um, and the sensationalism and, some of the dynamics that we're, we're sort of seeing, the amount of intensity that comes through um, our media and, and the, the incessant comparisons about, you know, who's doing better in life and all these kinds of things. So that there's a lot of ways in which we can um, get pulled off course so that as a couple, if we've planned for how to stay on course, whatever that looks like uh, for you as a couple, um, then hopefully this makes things easier. And what do I mean by that? Well, if we're sitting down and we're, and we're planning our married life, then we need to be talking about things like, well, you know, long-term, what's our financial strategy? What's our investment strategy? Um, and then what kind of preparation, education and competencies are we going to uh, build around that? And is that something we're going to do together? Or is that one of our jobs? Or is that outsourced to a trusted third party, a, a professional who knows the area. Um, how much time are we spending with your family? How much time are we spending with my family? What things are we, you know, in terms of sharing boundaries, what are the things that are considered private to us as a couple compared to things that are okay to share with friends and family? Um, regarding prioritizing um, couple time, uh, what's that look like? What's your expectation of the relationship? How much time is enough time 
per week that you would want to spend with me and what would that time look like and vice versa um, so that we can, you know, if there is a bit of a difference there, we can start to navigate that. Um, you know, how much time do we spend with our friends? Um, and again, what does that time look like? Um, what are our what are our relationships with with alcohol and drugs and 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 um, uh, are there addiction issues and 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 past traumas and wounds from other experiences that we're carrying into the relationship in a way that's likely to impact our day to day health as a couple and if so how specifically do we intend to address those things um, uh, again. You know, when we talk about healthy couples, and I've talked about this on previous episodes, it's not so much, you know, a healthy couple is not a couple who doesn't have disagreements and doesn't have friction and, and dispute. But the key things are, um, some of the key things anyway, um, is, you know, it's not about what we argue about um, or how often we argue, but how we argue. Be, be, because um, if we're arguing in, in ways that um, are respectful, and, and are about um, learning more about one another and, and, and genuinely wanting to reach a mutual um, place of compliment and, and compromise, and we're willing to do that. We're not doing that in a resentful way because we understand that that's part of adult relationship, that we've cho- this is what we've chosen to be part of um, uh, compared to, you know, if we're having very wounding, toxic, vicious um you know, uh, argument styles that are about winning at all costs and domination, then, you know, then, then we're in for some challenges. And I've talked a little bit about that in previous episodes about, about you know, healthy and unhealthy argument styles. Um, so we need to be talking about, especially when, uh, you know, we're not in argument, when, when we are, you know, we are bonded and our relationship is strong, that's the time to talk about, well, what do we do when it's not? Um, so that we can come back to each other as quickly as possible. Our strategy for repair, um, you, you know, and, and what, what does that look like? Um, when I'm reaching back out to you after a dispute and I'm ready to kind of reconnect, how I do it is I, I start doing little jobs around the house or I'll, I'll present you with flowers. Um, whereas your way of stepping uh, back into a, a place of repair is that you want to bring the you know, you want to revisit the conversation, you know, you want to revisit the argument. Um, so we have to understand, you know, what, you know, because again, we're going to be very unique in this. What's my partner's, you know, first steps towards repair? What does that look like? So I can recognize, you know, especially if it's not my way of doing it, we, we can work on, okay, how do we meet, how do we meet in the middle here uh, with, with each other? Um, because uh, I think one piece of research talked about when, regardless of how long a couple has been together, um, there will be a, a series of significant themes or differences that we will never quite fully resolve throughout the course of a relationship. And that does, and it's not necessary to do that in order to have a healthy relationship. It's, it's more about how do we find, a, you know, a workable enough, agreeable enough, um, compromisable enough, if that's a word, uh, middle ground between us, you know, especially if we're talking about somebody who's very, very social and, and, and their, their idea of relaxing is to get out and do heaps of activities. And the other partner's idea is to kind of withdraw, sit and watch TV or read books. And, and both of those are fine. And, and those two people can be in a relationship together. We just have to work out, well, you know, where's our, where's our middle ground point to meet each other? And, and what are the activities that really, you know, we come together and, and, and there, there are absolute yes activities. They really, really light us up. They really, really ignite us. And we, we love and enjoy them. So we're finding those, 
you know, the, we're finding those ways of really, um, you know, reigniting our bond. Um, how are we going to keep our eroticism alive with the day-to-day challenges of life? Um, you know, you know, when we're talking about um, the things that we enjoy sexually and perhaps we've got slightly different preferences there and and if we're exploring and getting to know you know we're we're advancing our sexual intimacy uh more as the relationship goes um past the primary sort of sparks that begin um you know what's our strategy for keeping that that going how are we going to make sure that we can prioritize us um, um, and, you know, things like date night and keeping the mystery and the playfulness alive in the relationship where we can, you know, what's that going to look like? Um, when we're talking about, as I say, you know, because the, the, these are some of the things that we're, we're going to very much likely and, and consistently that, that couples disagree on will be, like I said, how we use our money, um, how we, how we use our recreation time, um, how we prioritize um, what's important um, in terms of time together or time with friends or time with family. Like I said, what, what are considered to be uh, the things that we share, think are okay to share with others outside the relationship and what are the things that we perceive to be private to the relationship. Um, you know, as we go, how do we continue to, to get to know and discover each other more? And especially um, how do we be mindful of our differences, celebrate and enjoy those. Um, again, like I said, if there's wounds, trauma, um, uh, you know, um, mental um, illness challenges, you know, if those things are impeding on the relationship or challenging the long-term success of the relationship, what's our strategy for approaching those? Um, you know, how, how do we... You know, as as your partner, tell me how I can best help you feel loved and supported. You, you know, again, we're 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 not waiting to be told. Um, we're we're getting on the front foot and we're asking. We're asking these kinds of questions of our partners. But all these uh, these things, you know, um, I hope it makes sense that that having these discussions early rather than having them at the moment where things flare up and are highly reactive and highly stressful and we're we're very anxious. And thinking then that we're going to come up with a clear strategy, um, I think we're much better to do these things in advance. Um, uh, and you know, where where are the areas that we're really um, potentially somewhat incompatible? How do we respect those? How do we work through those? If you know, we've acknowledged that there's certain areas where we're very very different. Um, and again, that doesn't necessarily matter. It just matters how we approach that. Um, but ignoring those, sweeping those under the rug, and then building up resentment, frustration, um, you know, exhaustion from uh, continuing to to plug away, or you know, even if we've got one partner that seems to be carrying more of the relational load than the other, um, how do we even up these things as much as we possibly can? And, you know, there's there's just so much that that we can we can be talking about that ideally gives us the best possible chance as a couple to succeed, you know, knowing that each day we get up and we choose each other. Um, and hopefully that that continues. But um, again, if, if at some stage we, we find that attraction to a third party um, impedes and, that, and that's very, very possible, uh, you, you know, um, then, okay, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to talk about that? How, how, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm looking to bring up things that are very, very difficult, 
um, and I think that you might be a bit triggered and reactive by, then how best would I approach that to make that as easy for you as possible to hear something challenging? Because sometimes that too is is part of a really strong relationship that we can stand what we, you know, that, that our partner can speak their truth and we can stand what we hear rather than over-personalize that or rage back at them or punish them for their moment of honesty and then wonder why they aren't honest anymore. Um, and if we do make mistakes, if we do transgress in some way, shape, or form, if we do drop the ball, if we do show up without, um, in, you know, not in our most mature of moments, then, you know, um, here's, I'm, I'm letting you know, um, here's how I will own that, here's what I intend to do about that. Um, so like I said, you know, discussions around things like, uh, what what are the what's okay and what's not okay in argument? What you know what expectations we have um, are, around you know um, if I'm if I'm finding I'm struggling with something, um, asking for support um, or, or vice versa. And again, that's that's the thing about healthy relationships. From time to time, it's okay that we lean on each other. Um, we're not leaning on each other all the time, but 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 I know that. You know, I'm willing if you need to to be support for you and hold the space for you, and and I know that you'll do the same for me. Um, and like I said, and if we are making mistakes of some sort, that we're going to own those, take responsibility, and then how we how do we work our way back through the consequences of of those sorts of experiences? And there can be a mountain of other things because we haven't even got into if you uh, as a couple uh, have children or if you're bringing children into the new relationship well what's that look like you know um, not to mention discussing the sorts of things that you saw in your family system and what you want to bring and what you'd ideally like to leave behind you know you know had a discussion around well how did the how did what did you learn about intimacy and anxiety and management and arguing um, and success from your family and and that way we can again you know th these are just beautiful opportunities to really get to hear more about our, our partner um and to begin you know when we're, when we're bringing what we bring from our previous family system or systems um as we come together with somebody new and we're knowing what they bring with them then together what 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 will we look to try to keep and preserve and and what are we going to how, how are we going to start our own traditions and rituals and 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 sort of um uh connective rituals if you like um uh, for um our new family going forward how, however that kind of looks like and then like i said if we're talking about our ideas about raising children our ideas about disciplining children our ideas about hearing children our ideas about guiding children um and and uh, you know what were our experiences that we saw as children that we thought you know that i felt really supported when this happened but when that happened i i you know i had a very um ab reaction to that um so just so much <laughs> that that we could be talking about as a couple that I think um, ideally and, and then consistently coming back and opening those conversations up again because life changes, we change, the person you go into relationship with is not necessarily the same person that is going to be by your side five years from now um, because of their own process, your own process, the evolution of the couple, life circumstances, 
Um, and, and so it's much like in a business, you wouldn't have a meeting at the start and then run the business for two years without a single meeting um, or meeting about specific areas or meeting about the business in general. And I think with the, the demands of modern relationship, um, we, we could really draw from some of the things that help businesses to thrive and be harmonious and productive and, and tap into those a little bit to in order to, you know, like I said, my view is if we can draw upon um, some of the um, structure um, that works in, in business and apply that, like I said, you know, we've got our weekly couples meeting or something like that and we decide what the key issues are as a couple to to talk about in, in that meeting, well, we're prepared, you know, we're prepared, you know, and we can bring up things that might have just developed. I noticed that you and I have just got into a real habit of really kind of um, spending even more time than we usually do on social media um, and what's starting to suffer is our couple time or we're both a bit wound up by the time we go to bed and I'm noticing that both of us toss and turn for a while. So um, do we need to set some dip, slightly different boundaries around kind of when we're on social media, uh, when we're working, when we're in us time, you know, do we need to um, spice things up a bit by trying some new activity, exploring some new hobby as a couple? You know, it, it's it's not all about the, you know, the, 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 the work and the responsibility of the relationship if we're having our once a week couples meeting. It, it can be, you know, we're also talking about how, how, do we, how do we bring fun into the next week? How do we bring us into the next week? Um, so again, for some, you know, each each couple needs to, to work out what would work for them. Um, but I think you would be uh, well versed to explore as a couple some of these topics. So like I said, you know, we put a lot of effort and it really seems like a lot of fun to plan for a wedding and plan for a wedding day. Um, you know, and we can take that same sense of fun um, but certainly the focus and the attention to detail, I think, um, if we can bring some of that into uh, planning for our married life and a successful married life or a successful long-term romantic partnership, um, I think that's time well spent. So uh, thank you uh, for listening to this episode. I hope it helps. I hope it, uh, it gives you food for thought. And if you've been married for a while, certainly by all means you can – Add some of these things in. You know, it's it's never too early or never too late uh, to 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 visit and and open up a dialogue and for the purpose of having an even more um, joyous and and wonderful experience with somebody in your life. Because um, you know, time is just so so precious, um, and yet there seems to be so many demands on it. So I really think this is worth spending a bit of time working on your relationship, not just being in your relationship. Because like I said, sometimes. It's not that things just can gradually go off course until suddenly we've got very um, significant challenges in the front of us. But, you know, how did we get here? Well, you you got to this place because it drifted off course for a long time and nobody noticed. So we want to avoid those moments as much as we possibly can because we're going to have enough challenges as it is anyway. Um, and if we have a rough idea of how we're navigating as a, a jointly as a team, then this just helps us to stay um, metaphorically on course as a couple. So, um, and I wish you every success. I wish you every success and joy and love in your relationship um, because we all do really deserve that. So uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, as always, um, if you've been listening on uh, from the beginning of the show or for a long time now, thank you so much for your support. Wherever you are in the world, I'm so grateful. 
that you've uh, chosen to um, devote some of your precious time to um, uh, being with me on these uh, these episodes. Really, um, that's not lost on me in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you've just joined this the the series, the the show, then welcome. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you feel it's of a value, by all means, um, how you support the show is is uh, go to iTunes, download, subscribe, leave a five star review. It helps this to reach others, and please. Tell others too, if you've got friends or family that you think might benefit from listening to the episode or, or other ones, then then please uh, let people know. Um, and um, also, uh, as well as iTunes, the, the podcast series is available on Stitcher and Podbean and at the website emergencetraining.com.au uh, because we've got quite a few episodes now and they range um, around relationship, family, business, toxic dynamics, um, then um, at the website you'll find that they're, they are categorized because uh, you might find that it's only a certain area that I look at that you're interested in and other things don't resonate with you so much and that's perfectly cool. So if you want to kind of use that as a sifting tool to get to the episodes you think will give you most value in your life, then you can all, always uh, go about it that way. And of course, um, if you um, have some interest and and again, my, my thanks to the people who reach out and, and request episodes um thank thank you and and by all means if if you're reaching out and giving me an idea for an episode and i think i can contribute something then i certainly will um i think the more we we have education around the human experience um you know it just increases our chances of a happy and joyous life um and then of course by all means, uh, check me out on YouTube too. Sean Healy, the Relationship Resourcing Series. Pop over, subscribe, and same. Um, by all means, if you, you come across episodes that you think will help others you know, um, please let them know about it. And as always, thank you. Thank you so much um, for joining us on this episode. Hope you found it uh, helpful. And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.